Hey listeners, before we get started with today's episode, this is your host, Brother X, and I wanted to make something aware. During this week's episode, I was doing a black business highlight, and I didn't really do the first business enough justice in my reading of their description. So I wanted to go ahead and let you guys hear this at the beginning of the episode, just in case you didn't quite understand it while listening to the rest of the episode. So the first black business highlight that we have for this week is the Queen's English Dictionary. It is the LGBTQIA plus Dictionary of Lingo and Colloquial Phrases that celebrates the etymological diversity of over 800 terms used to describe the collective gay and queer experience. It is an epic journey of understanding identity, sexuality, gender, equality, humor, community, and pride. This Dictionary officially houses the language of the lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, two-spirit, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, non-binary, gender, non-conforming, and non-heteronormative, also commonly known as the LGBTQIA plus communities in the United States of America. The Queen's English is a research for terminology and colloquial phrases with modern definitions, real-life usage, examples, synonyms, important uses, notes, and supporting background information to further enhance the understanding of each term. Interstitial, or interstitial how-tos, history, history lessons about tra- trailblazing people, places, and events that have impacted the language within the LGBTQIA community are included throughout. So for all of our listeners who are interested in trying to continue to educate yourself just like I am, you want to make sure you check this out. And again, that is the Queen's English and all the information will be in the show notes. With that being said, let's get started with today's episode. Contagious. Say what? I mean, what I'm just saying. I mean, you know, when you when you said, "What the hell is going on between <laughs> the sheets in my home?" And all right, not doing it. Recording podcast. podcast with your host, brother X, and the culture scientist. That's it. Yep. You done? Yep. You sure? Yep. Uh, this might be the end of the podcast because I think something's wrong with the culture scientists. Nothing wrong with me. I just wanted to do it to prove a point. Are you wanted to prove a point? Yep. Did you prove the point? I sure did. You're Let's still proving the point. point. You sure? Right, yeah. Okay, you sure? Yeah. 100%? Listen, Kenny. Yes? Kenny. Yeah, huh? Let's move forward. All right, and on the Truth and Transparency podcast, we talk openly, honestly about all the different things. Why the culture scientists must have a million papers. Why she kills all the trees. She does not recycle. I do recycle my papers. We talk about Fluffy Girl Fall and everything in between. Um, but first, before we get started, we got to ha- introduce all of our guests. Um, going to start off with the returning guest. He's been gone for a little bit, but um, you know him, you love him. He's been one of our first guests, my main man, Kelsey. Hey, what up? It's your favorite homo's favorite homo uh, back in the building. I'm happy to be here. All right, um, we got the five foot eleven and seven eighths, Queezy. Stop doing that to me. I'm five foot one and a half inches of fluff and fun. And yes, we do a hot girl summer straight into fluffy girl fall. Respect, respect. Um, we got a returning guest, um, faux nerd. Introduce yourself. I'm just, you know, here. Watching y'all observing. 
Don't mind me. Boy, you acting like you scared. You better talk into that mic. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Jordan here, uh, aka Faux Nerd, representing ATL by way of North Carolina. What's up? Okay. And then um, the Waffle House connoisseur, the gamer, the my name is Jeff, my everything in between, my road dog, my homie since Blue Lightning days. I put Hampton on everything. I put Hampton on everything. Hardness Hall, you know what it is. Mr. Smith, introduce yourself. Hardness Hall, HH2 Smooth. Talk about uh, it. It's your it's your favorite vet's favorite fed and engineer, Mr. Smith, also known as. My name is Jeff. That's all I got to say about that. Respect. And in this episode, we're actually going to talk about a lot of different great things. But um, first, some housekeeping stuff. Thank you for all of our listeners. I think we're almost over a thousand plays across different uh, plat audio platforms. You're the best. Thank you to Mr. Smith. Thank you to all of our returning guests. Thank you to all the support and the love and support. We appreciate everybody that's listening, everybody that shares. If you got a friend, tell a friend. Make sure they check us out on all of our social medias. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. And you also see them in the show notes. So we're actually going to start off with the first segment, which is I Just Think It's Funny. And in this segment, I Just Think It's Funny, we talk about things that we find funny in the most non-funny way possible or very ironic. So I'm going to put a preface on this first story. This is a very unfortunate situation. But what happened is very petty. So everybody's familiar with the, the issue of, of child support, correct? Everybody understand that? Yeah, okay. I see some nods in the chat. So this gentleman decides on his last payment of child support, which means that the child is 18 years old. He no longer is legally required to pay on child support after that. He decides to take his last payment and deliver it to the mother of his child's house. Very normal, simple, not too crazy. But um, he pulls up to the house and um, Mr. Smith, do you think the audio clip explains it well? Go ahead and play the clip. So it dumped out all the pennies in the street in front of our house. Now triggering a domino effect of kindness as donations pour in from across the world to a Henrico nonprofit. It's been amazing. And it's all thanks to the reaction of 18-year-old Avery Sanford and her mom after Avery's dad made his final child support payment in the form of 80,000 pennies dumped on their lawn. CBS 6 shared the story earlier this week. Next thing we know, it's on CNN. After Avery and her mom took that money, donating every penny to a domestic abuse center called Safe Harbor. Our online donation page just blew up um, and we've gotten over $47,000 worth of donations um, from locally, nationally, internationally, as far as England and beyond. So yes, listeners, um, you heard that correct. Sir Peddington, Pettyworth McGruff, decided that he was going to put his last payment of child support in not nickels, not dimes, not quarters, but pennies. Eight, he said 8,000, correct? 8,000 pennies is the term? 80,000? 80,000. So for those who can't do quick math, that's roughly around, I want to say $800. So... My first question is, where do you get 80,000 pennies? Like you just rolled up to a, how do you transport it? Where, like, where do you get this from? 
my first thought, mm-hmm. the first petty thought was petty. I was like, ha that's really funny. And then my second thought was, poor child. Poor, like, really, dude? You just did this to your child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, the mama deserved it or whatever. I get it if you want to do it to the mama. But you're affecting the child. And that's when I have an issue. So this is, you know, this is kind of cool. All this positive influences, you know, mm-hmm. paying it forward. So although he was petty and, you know, just because you're petty doesn't mean nothing good does not happen. I feel like you're trying to advocate for yourself right now. I am. I like to be petty sometimes. It's fine. And good things still happen from my pettiness. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. There's some bad things. I admit it. Okay. As long as you know. Um, excuse me. Sorry for my unprofessionalness. Um, but um, before I have my add-on to any more, some more questions, um, any thoughts from the guests about the story? Yes. Um, I just want to say we just wrapped up a pandemic and I don't know if y'all remember, but we had a corn shortage. So the fact that this petty man got 80,000 pennies at the end of a pandemic during a corn shortage, like that's, that's something else. That's next level petty. For real. I Um, just wanted to say, Oh, Kelsey, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, I I feel like uh, straight people, I'm talking to y'all specifically, I feel like straight men oftentimes forget that, you know, you do have the ability to reproduce. So if you don't want a child, there are measures you can take to not have a child. Like this just screamed, tell me you don't want a kid without telling me you don't want a kid. Like, <laughs> that's what this screamed to me. <laughs> that's real, because 80,000 sec- 80, seconds of fun equals $80,000 <laughs> worth of child support. What, what are we doing? Uh, Mr. Smith, go ahead. Just to go off of what Kelsey just said, this is- I, I, don't, I, I don't know how you follow that. Um, but, but, but yeah, but first, I, I agree with y'all. The first thing I thought of literally as I'm looking at it, I'm seeing that this man has a freaking trailer of 80,000 pennies. 80,000 pennies, which then you think about it, you're like, that's $800. You literally, and not only did you pull up with $800 in pennies, you didn't even like put in a barrel. No, you literally dropped it on the front lawn. Bruh. Bruh. Just. just. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? How how in the hell are you that petty to be like, you know what? For your 18th birthday, my girl, I'm going to give you $800 in pennies. Like, I heard some slick shit, some petty shit, but that. Ooh, that's that's a big one. That's a big one. But I'm glad that at least this had a happy ending of of the uh, nonprofit of the money being donated to the nonprofit. Before you go, Queen I have a question. So, um, what do you think the people's response is at the local Harris Theater or grocery store when they came up to the coin store to deposit all that money? Anybody know their response? Because in my mind, in my twisted mind, my mind goes, how do you go transport that to the... Thank you. That was my next question. I was like, okay, how did you get it to the Harris Teeter? 
Like, how do you, like, how did you get it to the coin star? Like, if you're the neighbors, First like, what do you, like, what do you say to that? Like, you just watch it, like, what, what, what's happening? Did the little kids in the neighborhood run up and try to steal the pennies? See, this is how, um, listeners, for those who could not see the video, this is a white family, because you know it was a black family. I hate to say this, black people, I love you, but that money would have been gone before the mother came out the house. I mean, if I was walking by, I would stop by and be like, oh, that's a lot of pennies. Because, I mean, we as black sure, people, though. right, we, we still hubcaps, we still tires. Not Maybe. me. Not, not, I didn't say you. I just wanted to we still uh, steps from Detroit town, Brownstone right. <laughs> for a callback. I'm my people, but if anything that's not nailed down to the ground, except for steps, is ours. I agree to say, the steps was nailed down. They did took those too. You're right. Uh, Queen C, did you have any thoughts on this? First off, this shit happened literally up the highway from me, so I'm upset that it went international. <laughs> I could drive by them people house in about 30 minutes. I'm so upset. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall of his house when he was coming up with this shit. Like, yeah, I'm about to show them. Got me on child support. Kid don't ever want to come see me. Her mama being a bitch to me. I'm about to dump all these pennies on the front yard. Sir, how did we get here? Is the question. They don't even bother him. They interviewed the daughter. She was like, I rarely have contact with him because of how he is. They they know to leave him alone. You just want to set the earth on fire. I don't know what to say. He will. You know how slowly he had to drive to get those pennies there? <laughs> they didn't fall off that trailer. You know how heavy that trailer was? Because you know the things were sliding around. You probably him. lost some on the highway. He woke up that morning and chose violence, okay? like Oh, no. He, he, he straight, he chose murder. He, he murder, said, there you go. He said, here you go. You know what? Maybe he did it because his feelings was hurt. You know? Maybe. I don't know. He was a little weird man. You know? I wish we could interview him. Uh, Mr. Smith, go ahead. I just want to wrap it up by saying what, you, what they don't well, what we saw the people that are on the, that are on the show, they wrapped those pennies. How long did it take for them to wrap eighty thousand pennies to take it to the coin star? Because you, you saw can it only wrap rolls. them what fifty cent a yeah. piece. No, each one's a dollar. You know they had help. Well, here's my thing. That is how a super villain. Get started. That's his or that's an origin story. That is an origin story. Like you have to be a certain type of diabolical. Okay, no, but really, I want to oh. know: Did he run this by anybody? Like, did he, he tell? Have. Did he tell anybody? He don't have friends. He was like, "Yo, listen, mm -hmm. this is my master plan." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what? You know. My daughter ain't talked to me, and her mama hates me, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know, I ain't good. Like yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. good, but mm. I'm not bad. Right, right. I, like, you, you a stand up dude sometimes. You know this is what I'm gonna do. Uh huh. I'm gonna drop this stuff, and yeah. then I'm gonna go build my super, super villain layer over mm -hmm. here. Talk about, it, talk about it. For real though. Because you just know that he told somebody, and that somebody was like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea." 
Like you know he has somebody in his corner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you should do that. I know they call me the petty king. I know my friends call me the petty king, and I still wouldn't do no shit like this. I'm the petty queen, and I wouldn't do nothing like that. I'm about to say we 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 can sit here and talk about this so much, but um, speaking of petty things, um, people who are not familiar with online gaming, um, yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit toxic, just just a little bit toxic. Everybody's familiar with Tallahassee Pain, Taddy Peter ass down, T Pain, the man who don't even buy you a drink, T Pain. I'm in love with a stripper. Right. What the fuck? Is that what him? No, that 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 that's that's. It sounds like that's no rider. So what? It sounds like him to come to you. They both from Florida. That's you. You generalize the Florida people. No, actually, but you I'm know, just checking. That's a shoe fit. Wow. The culture scientist doesn't care for people from Florida. That I is all, not I just need all the listeners to First know this. First off, do not do that. We're gonna start a false narrative. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa there. So T Fang is a fairly is a rapper turned singer or a singer turned rapper whichever i forget the which way it goes auto-tune artist auto-tune artist okay he's a rapper turned singer thank you so he also has gotten over the pandemic and i think a little bit before got he's big in the gaming so he has a twitch stream or twitch channel where he streams his games so this particular one he actually was streaming uh call of duty any gamers know the game casual people game yep Mass Singer winner. Yes, all the things. He's very popular. So he was on there one day, and um, Mr. Smith, can you play the clip? And this is what happened. Hold on one second. We got some commercial issues. We can't play them because we're going to get copyrighted. Lives matter. Black Lives Matter. One of these motherfuckers is on that and I want all of them. Yeah, man. I want every single fucking one of them. I want every fucking single one of them. I want it all. I want it all. I want every part of it. I want a part of it. I want the whole thing. I want the whole thing. Keep talking that I want you to delete the black skins from your motherfucking COD. I want the whole thing. I want it all. I want it all, boy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, looks like the win. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that sit for a moment. I'm gonna let that sit because I need y'all to bask in it. Because, because if you ever thought or heard of talk shit get hit, this is the embodiment of what happened. For the listeners at home who couldn't see this, um, after T Pain heard these, I'm assuming Caucasian or Caucasian Mountain people. Came down and or just the racist people. Racist people. I'm sorry. I don't want to assume too much. But basically, <laughs> but basically, he he was just on there getting ready for a round of Call of Duty, and basically they said they called this man the N word multiple times, even uttered out the words "Black Lives Matter" in a very sarcastic and not funny way. But they thought they were being hilarious, and um, T Pain proceeded to wax that ass and really kill all of them in that round of the game and won that round of Call of Duty. You know when a child sees cake, mm-hmm. 
like, I mean, like, really gets excited and sees cake and her own, like, high, a sugar high. Mm-hmm. That's what T-Pain just looked like. Oh, yeah. He, he, he was imbued with the power of the Black Panther. All of the ancestors came and spoke through him when he was addressing these fools and what they were doing. No, for real, though. All the super, you know, all the legends that have passed away, mm-hmm. they all came through in that moment. Yes. He said, he said, come through me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, before I let Mr. Smith go, because I know this is what he really wanted to talk about. Does anybody else have any thoughts on, on the clip? Go ahead, Queen C. Um, yeah, th- this is my happy video. Um, this was just great. A showed them motherfuckers why he is the Tallahassee pain. But my favorite line was where he said, I want you to give back the black skins or your COD. <laughs> <laughs> Talking that nigga shit. Hey, I get this man props. I'm sorry. This is one of my favorite videos online right now. He deserves all of the praise for him doing that. He killed all five of them by himself. Yeah, that's what you do when you piss. You know what? This is this is what the fight back looked like. If we really, if people were to actually be really violent, T Pain came in with the gratata. I mean, I would be hidden somewhere. I would not be in the violent part. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna let somebody else do with the gun part because guns kind of scare me. But uh, I thought you were a thug. I ain't a thug. I know I like to say I'm a thug, but I ain't a thug. You sure? You don't go pew pew? I do go pew pew, but I go high. I play for (laughs) real. I have hidden during paintball, okay? Okay. I got hit a couple times. I said, nope, no more. So if you need help when the race wars happen, um, don't find the coach of scientists. Thug nugget, yup. That's it. Small nugget. Small nugget? Okay. Paquito. Does it, does it come with sauce? Yup. What type of sauce? Barbecue. Oh, uh, barbecue? The, the, the OG? Okay, I respect the barbecue. But um, Kelsey, go ahead. I think because T-Pain has, like, so many hyphens in like in like his skills like yeah rapper singer producer all this that people forget that gamer is also one of them like he is about this game in life like he he really he really does this i would have got killed in call of duty so fucking quickly that i wouldn't have been able to talk shit but (laughs) t-pain on the other hand uh yeah he he really does this and he made that abundantly clear Mm, that's real um uh, Mr. Mr. Jordan, did you have any thoughts? Okay. All right, Mr. Smith, we gonna t- let me tee this up for you. So, um, Mr. Smith is an avid gamer. He he parlays in these Call of Duty streets. You would say he is an avid gamer, an online warrior, a slayer of many uh, people on the gaming nets. So, uh, Mr. Smith, um, you, you have some thoughts about this? Go ahead. We we, we all gonna mute. We just gonna listen. Go ahead, Mr. Smith. Nigga. That's how I'm gonna start this off, <laughs> nigga. Okay, all right. Camera one, camera one. Are you looking at me? I need you to focus on me here. All right. Number yeah, they're one. All on you. They're all on you. Okay. Number one. The first thought that I saw, that I thought of when I saw this clip, if you remember back when uh, Jordan released the Last Dance, and every single time it came to the championship, what was his favorite phrase? It became personal with me. That was literally what the fuck T-Pain said when these motherfuckers were saying, dropping the N-word and doing all this extra shit. So I'm going to tee this up for you guys, for the listeners. T-Pain is literally streaming 
a um, uh, the beta test for the new Call of Duty that's going to come out in November. I believe it's World War II again. Not sure, right? And the people of the Caucasus Mountains. I'm gonna call it what it is because as a gamer, I know when motherfuckers on there are dropping the N word, like, hey, you know, like if you if you talking with niggas, like, hey, nigga, man, that shit was fire. It was like, you're such a nigger. Like when you hear that, you're like, I know what you are. And the first thing is I say to that is you're not strong enough to say it to my face, which is why you're saying it on the chat, on the mic. You're, you feel privileged because you're like, oh, I can hide behind my username and all of that. And I can just say, and you're not gonna find me, right? But T-Pain, T-Pain decided to say, you know what? I'm not even gonna crap back on you. I'm not even gonna take on those keyboard thugs. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna let my actions speak. And T-Pain, when, when that thing started, ran up in there like, and I mean, he smooth ran the shit out of every, I mean, he smoked everyone. Now, don't get me wrong. We talked about this last week about cancel culture and people being sensitive. I'm not sensitive to this clip because Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 people, if you know, you know, them lobbies used to be toxic as hell. And you could hear every word you could think of in that thing. But in this day and age, you're going over somebody and you think you're bold enough to say that. And, um, and T-Pain pretty much just said, you know what, when you go low, I'm gonna smoke all of you. And then I'm gonna laugh at it. So again, one of my favorite phrases, like Queen C said, I want you to delete the black skins from your motherfucking COD. I want it all. T-Pain is the epitome, and I'm gonna use a basketball reference. T-Pain is the epitome of LeBron James in 2012, game six against the Celtics, dropping 45, 15, and five. He also is KD from last night, or whenever you guys hear this, it'll be Tuesday night, who dropped 49 points in the playoff game. That man went off and smoked everybody. And at the end of it said, I guess the nigga won. He legit, and thank you, he legit is Kobe in his final game. I want you to get 50. I give you 60. And he gave them buckets. He gave them kills. He gave them what? People, if you ain't going to say it in real life, stop. Just stop saying it online. There's no point. Play the game, play it right, whatever. If you want to trash talk. But when you do that, if you get smoked, just delete your, delete your account. Delete your account. And uh, yeah, don't see me on the sticks. I'll bust your ass too. Mic drop. And that's on his mama. All right. So thank you for that, Ms. Smith. But yeah, I just thought it was very interesting. I just thought it was funny that people really think they're going to get bold on these internet streets and be concerned like, oh, I can say whatever I want and think that I can get away with it. No, no, we're going to be held accountable. But um, switching lanes to our next segment, which is share a truth with the class. Share a truth with the class is either stories or other um, <clears throat> situations or tales that we want to share with the people, with the listeners and the class, all the guests. So in this one, this one actually has to do with um, the, I think you may have heard of him, um, uh, a comedian named uh, Kevin Hart. Have, you've heard of Kevin Hart, right? Of course. Yes, uh, he is all of like five, seven, five, eight. I can say that because I think he's my height, but we're not going to talk about that. Is he your height? No, he's not my height because I'm 5'10", remember? All right, we're going to move on uh, in all seriousness. <laughs> no, but for real, how tall is he? We'll look it up later. <laughs> um. So he 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 had he fired off some tweets. I believe it was either yesterday or the day before, 
in regards to the topic we've talked about multiple times, which is cancel culture. Oh, thank you, Queasy and um, um, Jordan. Yes, yeah. he is 5'4". I was going to say, he's not that much taller. Y'all know I know short people. Do y'all have a meeting? Do y'all have membership cards? Baby, you're not that much taller. I don't we think are, you We are called the Down to Earth Club. Thank you. A Down to Earth? Wow. I am Please. not short. I am just well-grounded. Yes. Let me ask you, are you gravity friendly? I am gravity friendly. Fun size. I am fun size. Okay. Only height wise though. Getting back to the our favorite topic, clearly. <laughs> uh, cancel culture. So we, we talk about cancel culture a lot, but um uh, Kevin Hart spoke on Kevin, uh, not Kevin, he didn't speak on Kevin, he spoke on cancel culture. And I'm gonna have the culture scientists read some of these tweets that he fired off the other day. I got time today. Sorry. I, okay, I got you. You, you sure? Mm-hmm. You need me to read it? I just had to read it that way because mm-hmm. it was funny to me. Okay. I rarely talk shit, but I felt the need to today. Stop believing these headlines and read the actual articles. You guys fail. Oh, oh sorry. You guys fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick every damn time. Sometimes you got to sit back and laugh at some of the shit that you hear and I hear it all. The he's not funny slander is the best. This is this is for you. I have three stand-up comedy specials that fall in the top 10 highest grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are in the top three of all time. J. Cole said it best, yes. If you're laughing at a millionaire, the joke is on you. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Live long and laugh. I have been the highest, I have been the highest grossing comedian in entertainment for years now. I have also been the highest grossing comedian in the box office with over four billion in earnings. Okay. Okay, I can say my, my thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. he should have left off at the last one. He could have left the top. He should have said that first mm-hmm. and then said the J. Cole part. Just going to put that out there. Okay. Because okay. okay. then he would have finished. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, you know, I liked Kevin Hart when he was not famous mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, and in the beginning of his career, mm-hmm. I respect him for his career now. Mm-hmm. And I respect what he has to do with his career. And like uh, last week, what Cat Williams was talking about, you have to really go with the the trend and you have to do stuff. And Kevin Hart is actually doing, to me, mm-hmm. in my opinion, he's doing a decent job of navigating those waters. He messes up a lot personally, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, who doesn't? And yeah. he owns his mess ups all right. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he, he, his comedy has grown. He doesn't like Cat Williams. He doesn't, like Cat Williams said, he doesn't, um, Make the same jokes. He doesn't make the same jokes. He doesn't insult a whole... He knows how to do it. And some people find him funny. If that's not your type of funny, then don't don't watch it. When I watch something with Kevin Hart, I expect something. I expect a Kevin Hart. And I don't give it much value, much more value than that. Okay. No, I think think it's it's still a good point. I think there's very much... I've heard this across social media multiple times where it's like, I never found Kevin Hart funny. For me, 
me personally, I find it hard for people to say, oh, I never found Kevin Hart funny per se. Again, for me, I find like, yeah, I'm like the culture scientist where I enjoyed his earlier works a lot more than some of the more recent stuff. But I also think that as his star has grown, he's had to navigate from being black famous to being white famous. And there is a stark difference between being black famous and white famous. When you become, when you translate and become the stardom and white famous, in order to keep that level, that level of money, because obviously it's you, you're trying to collect the bag, he has to not fit in a certain box, but he can't make all the insensitive jokes or jokes that we in the black community can make with each other and we get it. Well, we can, but it is always getting off the point. Um, go ahead. I mean, he's kind of like, um, because I, first off, I, like I said, but I've told, I said it before, I find cancel culture very annoying. I understand it. I think we're doing it a little too often, all that good stuff. Mm. But in a way, like you just said, um, Kevin, Kevin Hart, for me, is the equivalent to Tyler Perry. I like Tyler Perry better when I saw him in the, the theaters mm. and the little, the little theaters in Vegas. Like, that was fun for me. And seeing him with the broke down wig, that was great. They, they still broke down. They are. But he now he got, a good wig. but I think, you know, I'm fine with it because it's, uh, to me, for me, it's homage to the past and okay. I will take it. Now, I understand completely. Okay. But like, well, let's um let's open this up to a guest. Uh, any thoughts from me, my guest? Soul Plane though was a great movie for yeah. him. For, for him, for, for him, the classic for him to be funny. Yeah, in, I, I, that's what we I might we might, we might have to classify it not as a hood classic, but it's a BT classic. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's not great. Um. Um. Kelsey, go ahead. I know you've been chomping at the bit. First of all, um. Malcolm, I'm not even gonna bring up um, how Tyler Perry can't seem to find a good wig in Atlanta of all places. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk about. It. We gotta have. We, we gotta talk about it. Ooh, like when he's a whole billionaire in these streets. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I actually had a question. Like, so what was this? What were his tweets in response to? Like. Who said what? Because this is clearly at some individual or some individuals in general. Like, who, what was said? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Smith. I think you have it. Yeah, basically what it was is that he did an interview, uh, I forget with which company, and he basically said that cancel culture uh, has kind of switched how he does his jokes and he can't be the same person he used to be anymore and it kind of affects him. He feels as though cancel culture is kind of like uh, hurting his I guess his way of doing movies and comedy specials and things like that, which in a way is kind of true. However, the difference between him saying that he could almost be canceled or he's been canceled is that he's still booking shit. Like he still has specials. He literally has a Netflix movie called Fatherhood that just released. Yeah. So you're not canceled, but yet I feel like in this, he's pretty much, he's pulling a Kanye. I feel like he's pulling a Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then in response to that, um, I feel like cancel culture in general is a lie because nobody is ever truly canceled. Um, because I mean, society. Let's face it, we are Americans. Americans are too fucking lazy to legitimately cancel anything. People still going to Chick Fil A despite the fact they homophobic as fuck. People are still supporting R. Kelly despite the fact he's R. Kelly. People still support. I mean, hell, look at all the people that still support Trump, which we're not even going to get into right now. So no one is ever truly canceled in this society. Um, Wait, hold but, on, Kelsey, 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 hold on. Yes, yes. Jordan, 
Did you really utter that? Yes. In the chat? Yes. Listeners. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even see it. I do love those hate nuggets. Listeners, They're delicious. Listen, <laughs> it's the hate that makes them taste good. Break this man. We we gotta turn uh, Jordan's chat off because this man said, "I love those hate nuggets." I mean, sir, it's the hate that makes them taste good. There is something <laughs> wrong with you. He who did not go to Chick Fil A cast the first song. You right? I can't stand it. We're gonna hold on. You right. know what? I'm gonna say, brother X, you really gonna go down this rabbit hole? I can't. I'm not going to. Kelsey, go ahead. How come you went this about... week? I don't oh, no, know we, it. We're not gonna talk about. I'm talk about the Lord's chicken. <laughs> Maybe the Lord's chicken. Continue. Sometimes. Continue. Sometimes. 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 Kevin Hart. I mean, like he said, he's made X amount of money in in the at the box office, and he's going to continue to make a shit ton of money in the box office because his name sells. Like, it, whether people say he's canceled or not, people are still going to go out and buy these tickets. That's just what it is. Like, I I personally did not enjoy his most recent stand up special on Netflix. I think that was the socially distant one. Um, I watch the whole thing and didn't laugh one time but i can't say that i've never enjoyed kevin hart i think he's really funny and i would even say i think he's even funnier in movies than he is in stand-up like right now and he's in his career but yeah I, I feel like he really didn't need to say any response at all because i mean just sit back and collect your coin like fuck the haters i saw him live for one of the, I think it's the the one that went to the movies the first time, his very first one that went to the movies. Mm -hmm. I was at the live show for that. That was good. Mm -hmm. Like that was probably one of his best ones. Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Quincy. So I definitely agree with y'all as far as his older standup being a lot funnier than his newer things, um, because. You want to be up here bragging about you got three stand-up comedy specials in the top ten. Yeah, and they're all over seven years old. Um, um, Drop the um, mic on that one. Uh, um, uh, uh, Miss Smith, <laughs> you know what that is, Miss Smith? Go ahead. Please. <laughs> um, but my whole thing is, <clears throat> even though it's um, generalized tweets, I find it very strange that he literally tweets this out like a week or so after the Cat Williams interview on cancel culture. So who are you talking to, Kevin? Is he talking to Cat? We are Is not he talking him. to Cat? It was a question. You brought it up. So I, was I'm not saying, I'm saying, I mean, we, we, we can get in these two. I'm just connecting dots. I don't, I'm, I'm not just on connecting Twitter, but I thank everybody else that be on Twitter because then I find out everything else that makes me laugh. So thank you all. But I got one more point I want to make, and that was when Brother X said, you know, being Black famous versus being white famous. Yes, you have to cater your craft to a larger, more diverse audience, but you can do that without losing the essence of who you are. A great example is Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac went from doing all the Black stand-up um, shows and kings of comedy then he literally had his own hit television series and it catered to a diverse audience but he was still burning Mac. I think Kevin is starting to lose himself with 
more money coming into his pockets. I feel like the more money he makes, the more he loses himself. Well, here, here, uh, go ahead, Jordan. I'll, I'll make my point after. Go ahead. Okay. No, I agree with Queen C. And so, like, I think there's a process where, like, you make your money. So you can either sell out or you can stay true to yourself. And so, like, Tobey Nwingwe, I think I messed up his last name, but, like, he is 100% Houston and Nigerian. And, like, he has not changed with, like, every hit. And, like, Kevin Hart gets more watered down every stand-up, every, like, movie. I get the same Kevin, predictable Kevin Hart. Like, even animations. It's like, why did they pick his voice? Like, it's just the same dialect. Yeah, like, and Kevin you can grow, be, but yeah. you don't have to lose yourself in that growth. So, I, I just ahead, feel like continue. when I listen to Kevin Hart, I feel like somebody's trying to make me laugh. And like, you know, that friend who tells a joke and like laughs and nobody else is laughing, they keep laughing and poking you. And it's like, man, if you don't get out of my face, it wasn't funny. It still ain't funny. But that's why are you me. talking about me, Dorothy? Uh, uh, you're you funny to you. I don't know why you, nobody came for you. You're funny, thug I just nugget. wanted to say that. I'm sorry. I just wanted to pick on you today. Um, hold up. I was gonna say, um, brother X. All right, so I likened. Fix your face, Listen, You can't see it, but she got a, a screw face on. But um, so I liken it. I think someone used this analogy. Sometimes you look at comedians or actors, almost in the sense you look at like how rapper a rapper career comes up. Like when you first have a rapper, the underground, like you can hear like some of their best work is when they're not super famous. Like a lot of their mixtapes, like for, for example, for those who know Kendrick Lamar, some of his mixtapes before he hit it big, some of the best music I've ever heard, period. Like I go back and listen to those mixtapes all the time. And literally, and mind you, Kendrick Lamar still got, Kendrick Lamar still has fire music. Don't we, Kendrick Lamar, this is a perfect service announcement. We need a new album. Please. 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 We really need it. But getting back to my point is like, there are certain rappers who once they made it you see a change in how their music is created how they start spinning how what their the subjects start talking about you're right so it's just like for me sometimes i look at it as say for example kevin hart like a lot of his best setup is from where his from his life when he was younger growing up all that stuff and now his comedy is now different because his life is living in the mantis his life is his kids growing up around white kids, having white kid tendencies. All those things, like those things are funny to a degree, but it doesn't it doesn't connect with us the same way because a lot of us don't have those same connections, those, those same life experiences. I'm not justifying it, but it's like something, that's how I kind of see it in my mind. Go ahead. So a point kind of to what Queen C said, she mentioned how you can transition from being comedian, like the, the type of comedian that you were in the beginning, how we're all talking about. Well, in the same way that she said about, she used Bernie Mac as an example, I will use Cedric as an example. Um, Cedric, uh, his show, The Neighborhood, he's still very much Cedric, but he's now able to go, he's, he's been able to transition across boards. I personally find The Neighborhood funny, it has my, you know, one of my favorite actors in it. So, you know, and it crosses boards, it touches on the lines, but he is still funny and still true to himself. And he crosses both, you know, white and black. And then right. my second point mm -hmm. that I wanted to make is another person, and this is a really good transition to our next topic, but it'll do. Um, another person I think maybe did a, a flip-flop of it was Beyonce. 
Beyonce was sugar coated and candies and like a little bit of sexy. And then her one album, what was it, Lemonade, I believe. Mm. People were mad about that album. Very much so. Because it was very like, I'm a grown woman and this is what you're going to see. And I want to do this and this and this. But she, and you know, everybody is growing in their own rights that way. Mm. But you know, you have to talk about where she began and she began with Destiny's Child. And um, I'm glad you brought that up. It's almost as if we talked about this. Yes, the transition is wonderful. So getting to our last thing that we're actually going to share with the class is, um, so all of our guests, are you familiar with the song Cater to You? Just go ahead and shake your hands. You, you, you don't know? Jordan, you know the song. Don't, 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 don't act like you don't know the song. Okay. Everybody except for Jordan knows the song Cater to You. So it has a lot of words in the lyrics that are very, very supportive, like talking about how you came to your spouse in the, and this is that was came to your man in the song because it's a female group singing it. But um, there has been rumblings in these cancel culture streets that they're trying to get this song canceled because they considered it uh, slave talk or slave worse. I, I don't know, whatever it is. Oh, Mrs. Smith, just play the clip. My name is Merlene, and I just read that y'all want to cancel the song Cater to You by Destiny's Child. Oh, honey, you didn't discern who you were catering to, and you gave your little pearls to swine. Don't be mad at Destiny's Child. Uh-uh. So for those who don't know, hold on, hold on, hold on. For those who don't know, that is Michelle Williams from the group Destiny's Child, who actually had to go ahead and put some people on game real quick, um, because your discernment was not working. Don't, don't come for them. Uh, Mrs. Smith, play the next clip. The unnamed cancel culture is so upset. The song Cater to You has lyrics like, my life will be purposeless without you. Whatever your desire, I'll supply you. And here's the one that really has them big mad. Baby, I heard you. I'm here to serve you. I didn't know I had to reiterate this, but guys, it's just a song. It's not that deep. A woman can cater to a man and a man can cater to a woman. That doesn't make them a slave. Y'all picked the wrong song and definitely the wrong group to come after. All right, before I let the culture scientists go, because I, I know she's ready. She's been ready since I put it on the agenda. Um, Kelsey, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, so we're trying to cancel Cater to You, but we're not trying to cancel Slave for You by Britney Spears. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, just because they Black women? Okay, got it, got it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically what the problem is. It's that people, I feel like it's that people just don't like successful Black women. I just really feel that's what it is. And they're mad that the person they catering to is willing to drop off 80,000 pennies to their for child support at their damn house. That's really what the problem is. They had the wrong one in the first damn place and they mad. Well, you know what? You can stay mad because Destiny's Child ain't do shit to you for picking a wrong motherfucking person. Um... Um, uh, Mrs. Smith, you know what that means? Message. <laughs> so, the um, callback, though. Go ahead, uh, Queasy, go ahead. I'm sorry, just Kelsey's callback to the first one. Oh, my God. Also, if we don't add songs about being a slave to the list, can we add Christina Aguilera, Jeannie in the Bottle, since y'all want to talk about it? Mm, that's mm. true. Mm. But she white too, so I guess we can't cancel her either. Message. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I go, uh, Jordan, do you have anything? Go ahead. I'm just wondering when uh, cancel culture became gentrified. It's all right. I thought it was exclusively the black Twitter, but I see they got their hands on it. Listeners, listeners, what you what you don't see is the very nonchalant way Jordan just said what he just said. Head down, still doing whatever <laughs> like, he I, is doing. I, I mean, I, I I mean, little old me, I didn't know this is just what it was like. I didn't know he knowing damn well what he was doing. But uh, but we digress. Um, real quick, in my mind, I'm like. You know what? I'm sure y'all heard of the term pick me, right? Uh, trying to be a pick me. Like you're trying to say something, try to be like, oh, I'm well, I want to be picked. I'm like, oh, I'm bubbled up. That's what type of vibes it gives to me. Cause I'm like, dog, just like different TV shows. If it ain't your cup of tea, don't sip it. Pour that bitch out, put some liquor in it and call it a day. Go ahead, coach of scientists, now that you have the floor. <laughs> y'all don't understand. He literally made me wait till last. Okay. Anyways, first off, don't come for Destiny's Child. First and foremost, mm-hmm. that was my very first. Like, that's my favorite girl group of all time. Okay. Let them have a reunion. Front row. I don't care how much it costs. Anyways, secondly, that's a lot of money. I know. Secondly, uh, I just liked Michelle's comeback because first off, out of all the people to respond, I was not expecting Michelle. Maybe Kelly. Because Kelly's my favorite, hands down, okay? Um, oh, you're right. Um, and Michelle, you know, she came back. And that comeback was not what I expected to come out of her mouth, okay? Little old, the one that people make fun of all the time. She said, oh, no, not today. Not today. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to be nicer to Michelle, too, okay? She not, she's the one that lasted, y'all. Y'all need to remember that. Like, people, man, <laughs> Anyway, people be picking on her. Like, yeah, she fell on BET. Yeah, she she had some things happen. But it happens. It happens. You sweet, it happens. You sweet summer children. Oh, my God. Uh, no, but for real. And then secondly, okay. They had, if you listen to all of their songs, they have songs about uplifting women. Mm-hmm. They have a, a wide variety of songs. And y'all chose to pick this song. And like she said, you, you cater into the wrong what? And the song is talking about, the song is not talking about, you have to really think about what it's talking about. And back then, granted, I didn't know what it was talking about and I didn't like it either. But I also understood what it means. And they're talking about when you find that person, when you want to cater to somebody, if you feel like it, if you want to, let me. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They're not saying, oh, this is my entire job. I'm going to do this all the time, every single day. I have no career. I have no goals. I have no life. I have no children. That's not what they're saying. Um, listeners, I would just like to point for a reference. The coach of scientist's hands went all over the place while I explained that. I'm just saying, this is a stupid song to come after, okay? Mm-hmm. And that is all. Don't come for Destiny. Just like how the Beehive go, you know, go hard for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I go hard for Destiny's shop. Don't come for them. Wow. Uh, Mr. Smith, I'm just going to let you go. I'll wrap it up. I mean, I... So (laughs) all of you, all of you literally woke up and chose violence throughout this entire segment. My my innocent ears just is just sitting here like- Whose innocent ears? My innocent ears, mine. And I I take it, I put it on the bank. You know why? You know why? Because don't come for black women, that's why. You're right. 
you you right. I I I give you that. I give you. Be spitting. Be spitting. You 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 be spitting a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But um, when it, the only thing I'll bring up, honestly, like you guys said, I'm actually surprised of all people to clap back. It's Michelle, and Michelle legit looked at all them comments like, Oh hell no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was like. She made a whole nother person, Merlene, to clap back to all of you. All right, Michelle, you got you 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 got my respect. You got my respect. You 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 drop a thirty in the game. You drop thirty in the game. I always knew Michelle was about that life. Okay, I always knew. See, see what I, I sleep on Michelle. Don't be sleeping on her. Let, let me put it this way: it's people, the quiet people, ones, you gotta be scared of. Very true. Like people have to understand. Some church folk, like, just because I'm godly don't mean I got verbal hands. Like, I promise you, these verbal hands is ready to eat for everyone. You, your mama, and your cousin, too, going to get these verbal hands if you come at me sideways. I got hands. Whether we pray or fighting, it's up to you. Oh, also, I just want to say. Wait, 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 wait. That is a word. That is a word right there. We might put that on a shirt. That is a nice word. Write it down. Please don't write that down. We still recording, but write that down. I also want to point out to um back, jump backwards a little bit because I forgot to say it to uh Jordan over there. Yo, you right though. Toby is amazing. You right, you right, you right, you right, right. You be spinning, you be spinning. Cause I'm from the west. That's my part. Ugh, I'm done. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick breather before we get into our main topic, where we do our black business highlight. And this week we have a two for. So the first of our Black business highlights, which are our Black-owned businesses we'd like to highlight, is the Queen's English LLC. So the Queen's English LLC is actually a Black woman-owned business by a Hamptonian, shout out to the Hampton University, founded on the campus of Hampton, Virginia. Just got to put that out there, where this really dope, um, shout out to one of our previous guests, um, my big sister Ari, she shared this on social media, but the Queen's English LLC is actually a LB, LGBTQIA plus dictionary of lingo colloquial phrases celebrating the etymological, I apologize if I mispronounced the word, diversity of diversity of over 800, 800 terms used to describe our collective gay queer experience. It is an epic journey of understanding identity, gender, sorry, sexuality, gender, equity, equality, Humor, community, and pride. This dictionary officially houses the language of the lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, two-spirit, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, non-binary, gender, non-conforming, and non-heteromative, commonly abbreviated as the LGBTQ. Oh, sorry, what was that? Non-heteronormative. Non-heteronormative. Sorry about that. Commonly abbreviated as the LGBTQ. Again, listeners, I'm educating myself to try to say that. LG, I was going to try to say it with you. I understand. I, but you all over my shoulder. <laughs> but with that, it is a resource for terminology and colloquial phrases with modern definitions, real life uses, examples, synonyms, important uses, notes, and supporting background information to further enhance the understanding of each term. And so, ah, basically, before I murder or butcher any of the other words in this, description is a really dope tool I want you guys to check out um the link to the information is going to be in there they not only have dictionary of information but they also have a lot of other great resources and information so please check them out 
Um, all the information will be in the show notes. Thank you, Queen C. So listeners, as I said in the previous episode, I'm going to, because I recognize that I need to educate myself on how to communicate these terms better, I will continue to be using this resource as a way to educate myself so I can speak better about that. And as I can speak better about that, I'm going to be able to use and say these words in a better and a more correct way. So, yes. All right, so that is our first business highlight. Our second business highlight is Bull City's Confectionaries. It is a local black business here in the Bull City, Durham, North Carolina, that actually is the home of the small kick. Um, one of our guests, uh, Kelsey, as he had this product, which he can probably testify was pretty good. Wouldn't you say, Kelsey? Uh, Bull City Confectionaries. When I tell you this place is heavenly, like if I go to heaven and they don't have these, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Talk about it. I'm just saying, man, I ain't got to give you a description on that. You got a live testimony right there. So we want to shout out Bull City Confectionaries and just letting them know that this is a really dope spot. You can actually order online. They have links to all the different things on there. So you can check them out. And if you're in the Bull City area or in the Triangle area, please check them out. They're actually at the Black Farmer's Market here in North Carolina, which is really dope. So please check them out as well. So shout out again to the Queens English LLC and the Bull City Confectionaries. So before we get into the actual topic, um, I was speaking with Mr. Smith there in our pre-show and we came across this clip that I think is very perfect for today's topic. Mr. Smith, can you play the, the, the clip? Okay, I'm doing it, I'm bringing it up. What is the difference between talking and dating? According to Urban Dictionary, talking is when two people like each other a lot and have established that they like each other, but they aren't technically boyfriend and girlfriend. While dating is where two people are attracted to each other, spend time together to see if they can also stand to be around each other most of the time. If this is successful, they develop a relationship. So according to Urban Dictionary, they're the same thing? Theoretically, yes. So when is it okay to say that we're dating slash talking to someone? Well, in my opinion, if you're going on dates with someone and you're having sex with them regularly for a prolonged amount of time, it's a safe bet to say you're talking to them slash dating them. Okay, so we're dating. No, we're getting fucked. Sweetie, when was the last time we were on a date? And getting Dunkin' Donuts the morning after a hookup does not count. It doesn't? So that brings us to today's topic of dating, talking, courting, situationships. Oh, my. So we wanted to actually take the topic of the whole dating process and all the phases that fall in between. So I have a, a sketch outline of what me and Mr. Smith and some other people may think it is. We'll try to work our way through them. And if we need to rearrange them, hopefully we can give the listeners a not a map, but a, a, a better understanding. And mind you, this is all talked about in a very lighthearted manner. There may be jokes, there may be seriousness, but it is never meant to be taken as we are relationship gurus. We are not the dating hotel, um, Derek Jacks, and all everything in between. We are just here to try to give our little bit of insight on the dating process. So. Can I go over the outline? Yeah, you can go over the outline first. So when we um yesterday we met. when we were, when we met, uh, you know, I started to throw out some terms mm-hmm. and it was not expecting them to write the outline out. So we're gonna provide this to you guys. Well, we think the order of the spectrum of the relationship goes. Mm-hmm. 
you have the scouting report, aka flirting. You know, you, you flirt with a couple people, oh, multiple people, you know, the drafts, aka talking and texting. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. still have a couple, but not as many, maybe. The preseason, aka dating. Mm-hmm. The season, aka courting. All star weekend in the playoffs from Thanksgiving to the end of January. The Super Bowl is aka the relationship, okay? And Valentine's Day, okay? Because you know it's real. If you get posted or you get took out on Valentine's Day, and not the 15th, and not on the 15th, because then you might be in the offseason, aka, will this last? Do I need to go to a free agency? Sup spring slash summertime. And then you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's where you end. And you start back over again. Unless you stop back off in the off season and you stay. Mm-hmm. So um, before we go any further. Off yeah, off, you're retired. off the market. Like, retired. You're retired. You're no, retired. You're not fully retired. We need to add some more. Mm-hmm. We'll right, get back to it. I'm about to say, but you, 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 you're off the market. You locked in. You, you got a long-term contract. Yeah, like like you a star player, you might if if you get married, you might get your jersey hang up in the rafters. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, our guests, what are your thoughts on our timeline? Do you think it's accurate? Is it off? What are your general thoughts? You get divorced, it comes down from the rafters. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how else do you get off back off the bench? You could do like Michael Jordan. You know how he switches. You're a free sports. agent. Oh, you can be a free agent. You right. You right. You could clearly see it on the You should have retired, but yet here you are still in the game. Yeah, you pulled a Jordan. You came back and joined the Wizards. So That's what I'm saying. He Jordan. It's a Jordan phase. It's called. There's a phase called the Jordan phase. Okay. This is MJ or like well, you can say the last dance. That's what we're gonna call it. The last dance. Yes. <laughs> Jordan, the last dance is the first dance of marriage. What the hell, man? And I took that personally. You just quoted the last dance in MJ. Don't do that. I'm not going to let my name be slandered. So we got to change it to something else. Um, no, okay. So first thing, I'm mad that the first thing I thought of when you guys said you get divorced, your jersey comes off the rafters. I immediately thought Jordan coming back and putting on the 4-5. Like... Wow. <laughs> what about the angel man, the movie with the guy that died and comes back and plays basketball? Oh, the six man? The six man. Yeah. The six man. I thought about that too. But as far as this timeline, I think it's pretty spot on. I mean, when you look at the scouting report and flirting, that's usually around the time where, you know, it's summertime, warm clothes, everybody doing a hot boy summer, hot girl summer, however you, you know, identify with yourself. And then you go on, you're just like, oh, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to text them, you know, whatever we're going. I'm going to keep it casual because, you know, everybody that's that had that single moment then had a roster, mm. maybe. I, 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 I don't know. I was saved. I didn't have a roster. I had a mind, but not I, a roster. I may have been on someone's roster, but I didn't have a roster. You mean, you're right. I mean, it, again. I had ideas, you, but they didn't have the same ideas. You're right. I, I, but remember, you're talking to Jordan. You're t- I, I am literally Jordan joining the Wizards. Like, my jersey done been retired, and now it's coming down. I got to join the Wizards, and I've been out the game for so long. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. So I'm learning. I'm learning on this. You're you know stuck with golf. 
<laughs> really? Really, golf? Um, anywho, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, I agree that the Super Bowl is Valentine's Day because that is a day where everybody is on social media going, look at Bay, and you don't got the block face, and you actually got the dinner going, and you looking all nice and shit. So that's the day where you're just like, huh, how long has this been going on? How long have y'all been doing this or whatever? And then the offseason comes if you didn't win the championship. If you did win the championship, however you prefer, and you're just like, hmm, it's getting warm. Do I want to stick with this? Or do I want to go back to summertime and go back to free agency and be a hoe? Because that's, you know, some, certain people want to have a city boy summer or city girl summer, however you prefer. But I'm saved, so don't look at me. Wait, wait. You're not going to see that part about you being oh. – Never mind. I'm gonna let you rock. Yep. Go ahead, Kelsey. Ah, 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 ah. Go ahead, Kelsey. I am not saved, and I'm trying to have the thottiest of all summers. Um, <clears throat> so you trying to be in the uh, the scouting, the uh, the scouting in the draft? He might have Girl, his all own. These, he might have his own schedule. He might. Girl, all these sports references got a bitch confused. I don't know what y'all talking about. But um, <laughs> this whole episode, y'all been saying sports shit, not to be like, eh, okay, okay, cool. Uh, like y'all was talking Chinese. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, as for the <laughs> as for the lineup, uh, yeah, I feel like that seems like the order of. I'm obviously just looking at the AKA side. Um, mm. That seems like the order that things would actually happen. Um, I am not. I'm not authorized to speak on any of this. I'm just here. Um, I can say that as being the prof- the perpetual single person, that Valentine's Day is just, I don't know why that shit exists. It's just a day for people to just flex. Meanwhile, my single ass over here waiting to get these like half price candies the next day at the Walgreens because <laughs> that's, that's all I know about for Valentine's Day. So uh, yeah, but everything else, uh, sure. I guess this is right. I'm just out here thotting. That's all I got. I find Valentine's Day annoying overall. Like the whole con, you know that I've told you this before. Don't do no, I'm just looking at you. You assuming I'm saying the worst. It's just you know, it's so commercialized now. Oh, that's all. Just like Christmas and other holidays. Yes, uh, Queen C or Jordan. Uh, I think the list is accurate. Uh, I thought back through my relationship, and so I started dating my now wife over the summer. It's life flex, right? Did you hear that? Yeah, life flex. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty on point. <laughs> uh, Queen C. Um, yeah, I'm over here like Kelsey. I'm waiting on February fifteenth to get the fifty cent Valentine candies at Dollar General. I'm stack up on them. It is what it is. I mean, I've been single for I don't know how long now. I, I haven't made it past uh, the preseason, so <laughs> I'm not the best judge of the the back half of this list. So, question to everybody, because this is like the jump, like what the girl was saying in the video. Like, we agree with this list, but I mean, does the courting and the dating get confused? Like, oh, because people, because what me and brother X courted, mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, so you have a boyfriend? I was like, no, right. <laughs> we're not dating. No, <laughs> but like I think it's the intention. So, true. with dating, if you're just dating in general, going out, meeting people, going out on dates, that's one thing. But if you have the intention of actually getting to know this person, pursuing a relationship, 
that's when it becomes courting. Mm. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I think dating or I guess courting or whatever you want to call it, like when you first meet, it's like a hot cup of coffee. And so if you let it sit too long, nobody likes a lukewarm drink. And so now you just got a bad taste in your mouth and the relationship may not work. Um, so it's good to be intentional and quick with uh, you know, how you feel and where you want to go. Okay, but that analogy was everything. Right? Talk about it. It was. <laughs> I do feel that uh, there is like a weird, um, I don't know, defining dating and courting. I feel like they almost need to be like one in the same. Like it's it's kind of hard to say because I've only ever been courted by, by married men. So um, it, <laughs> I don't really, <laughs> yeah, it is what flex. it is. Weird flex, but flex. Uh, is that a flex? I don't, I don't feel know. like somebody, it is. Somebody out there might think it's a flex. It's, mm. it's not really a flex. I've been courted by married men. It's more Before of an annoyance than a flex. Or your husband. Okay. Uh, Mr. Smith, real quick before Kelsey continues. Damn! <laughs> um, go ahead, continue, Kelsey, if you were finishing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like finding that difference between dating and courting, I don't know. That's always, it's always really interesting. It's like, when does like one end and one begin? I, I've never really seen that like clearly defined. I don't think it is clearly defined. It's kind of just like, I don't probably, I'm assuming different for every couple. Mm. Um, go ahead, Mr. Smith. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's kind of the same. I agree. I feel like dating is more like you're just like casually talking. You don't really have a plan of action, like whether, okay, I see this going, you know, further. Whereas courting is like, you are the one I want. Sure. I might entertain, but you, you're the one, you are the one for me. And, you know, as I'm looking at this list, it just, it's weird because like, I, I remember when it wasn't all of these different pieces, and and it's broken out into so many different things and again like i said this is the first time and, and you know it's weird to even say this still this is the first time i've been single in 10 years 10 years so i am looking at this and going whoa there's a lot of stuff that i'm not used to and you know it's for me it's more about the intent and making sure that you know you know what you want if you want it like Kelsey said, he's trying to be on this thought shit this this summer, and he and I am respected for him. And hell, I'll be right there with you, having the drinks and holding and holding shit for you, man. But um, but yeah, for for this list, I'm more about looking at the intent of what do you want to do during the summer. If you want to do that, that's fine. If you want to be able to court somebody, that's fine. There is no right or wrong answer. It just depends on who you're talking to and what your intentions are. Uh, go ahead, Kelsey. Just to piggyback off of what you just said, there kind of is a right or wrong answer. Uh, you need to make sure the person you are courting is also trying to court you. You don't want to be putting all your time and energy into somebody and they putting their time and energy into somebody else, like <laughs> unbeknownst to you. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Please put and me that... in my place. I take that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Let me, I told you, I ain't been in this, I ain't been in these streets in 10 years. Help me. Help me. That's Nigga. my two cents. That's my piece of advice. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to piggyback off Kelsey real quick with that because I did say it's about the intention, but I put something in the chat that I want to say out loud. 
when do you know that you've gone from the dating phase to the courting phase is when you've had that talk about being mm. exclusive. It's, I'm not entertaining anybody else. Are you entertaining anyone else? No, okay, let's see where we go. Uh, to follow up your comment, I almost wonder if the talk can actually be considered even before the dating phase because I know I said it in the timeline. I think what happens is as you're texting, as you're flirting, you're getting the person's attention, and then you start engaging in communication. If you're trying to progress, like you're trying to hit those rings on the ladder, you have to have that very clear. Like one of the reasons why, and mind you, we're not relationship goals. I hate when people say that, but again, story for another day. But when you have communication and all that stuff, you want to make sure that it's clear and you're talking to each other ahead of time. Like when the culture of scientists and I met and we went out to dinner for like our first, I guess you could call it a date or hung out. We made it pretty clear. I know I made my intentions pretty clear. I'm like, I don't date for fun. I don't casually date. I'm, that's not how I'm built. That's not how I'm wired. So basically we skipped dating. We skipped talking with the courting. Right. But I think for us, it was unique because we from our past experience which i think is another big factor this timeline is a like a general thing whereas if you have prior experiences or you're at a different phase in your life the whole flirting talking dating then courting all that may change now you get to the the, the playoffs or like the like the major holidays or valentine's day all those other ones those may come along in the same order but if you have prior experiences you may know this is what I want. I'm not playing games. I'm not here to play with you. Like we talked about, I'm coming back with the four five on my back. I'm ready to shoot out the gym. I'm going to make every shot, all that. But some people may not be there, which is okay. Um, go ahead, Kelsey. Um, I just have a quick caveat to Queen C's comment about having the talk to make sure that you both, you know, want to be exclusive, like with each other. Um, from what I've seen, particularly in the gay world, there seems to be a lot more uh, gay couples who are very okay with being in open relationships. That is a whole nother conversation that should be had in addition to the exclusivity uh, converse, uh, conversation. Because for instance, that talk would say, hey, yeah, I want you to be like my main person. But if like you want to open up the relationship like later on, like that should be a conversation that's probably better had sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, like Queen C said, like, if you want to be shooting up the gym, just say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think where, I guess, where my mind goes when I think about this whole spectrum of, like, relationship, I think part of where the fact that it's expanded this much, I think both in a positive and negative way, I think we as our generation and then the generation coming after us, we start to become more in tune in communication. Whereas you look back in history, a lot of relationships like, how far do I wanna go back? You have, you can go all the way back to arranged marriages where it was nothing about love or interest or mutual interest. It was your family has something that I'm interested in. I have something that you're, all that stuff. And they just bring these two people together. You're married for, I married off my daughter for 
10 cows and a mule. I, I don't know where that came from. Maybe a couple of acres, whatever. But then you kind of progress where some women end up having to marry or get in a relationship with men out of financial support because women weren't allowed to work. Taking a step further, you go to, okay, women having to stay in relationships that were unfulfilling to them because the negative connotation of a divorced woman or people staying in a marriage because, oh, I have kids with this person. Oh, we've been together so long, but it's a toxic relationship where nobody's happy people stepping out on each other because they don't have that conversation of, um, are we going to open things up? Or if this isn't what you want, be grown and communicate that shit. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't have anything to say. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think when you start looking at it, it's like everybody has to make intentions clear. People will always say men ain't shit. Women ain't shit. Women are gold diggers. Men don't want to be a real man. All these things, I think it's very, it's, yes, there's some merit to it, but it's all in how you communicate. Like, I think one of the biggest advantages and disadvantages to dating is technology, um, social media. The ability that we have so quick, instant access to other people, yes, you can reply back to somebody in an instant and get a response. But on the flip side of it, there's also the whole issue of ghosting where people literally will like, oh, we texting, we vibing, all this stuff, and all of a sudden, crickets. Like, for me personally, I used to hate that shit. Thank God I've been delivered from that. I'm very helpful. Thank, thank you, Culture Scientist. I appreciate you responding back. Not being light-skinned, I appreciate it. <laughs> nah, jokes, jokes, jokes. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about nobody in particular. Jokes, jokes, jokes. But the whole point is, I think, with that technology piece, people have so much instant access, and then we have the dating apps. Then we have, oh, I have instant gratification. This person is giving me what I want. Okay, I just go find it somewhere else. Where it's like we almost get accustomed to that, that when you have to slow walk and take those steps, then you kind of miss out on it. And then the social media aspect can plays a lot into these, I believe, because like you see other people mm -hmm. and you see what other people have and you partially want that too. So then maybe you rush a little bit or maybe you don't take your time. I don't know. Maybe... Or maybe you do find that, but then it's not the right person. And just a variety of things like that. And like, you know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned from some of my friends and some of my, the people I like to follow on social media is, I, you know, I post, I waited to post Brother X for like three months. She was hiding me from the world. I did. I hit him. Shout and, out I still took, and on Facebook, it still doesn't say we're in a relationship. But everybody <laughs> know though. But I mean, I like to post. When I feel like posting, I post. But I don't post him all the time. But in the past, like when I was like, um, like back in college, I would post consistently, always have to share. I don't need to share everything now no more. You know, basically like that. Yeah. Go ahead, Quincy. Um, I want to piggyback off of what brother x said about you know technology and having the different apps because um i am in the world of online dating right now and as far as like a situationship those apps will get you caught up in a situationship quick where it's just like kind of that pe petrol spinning of the tires and it we're not really sure what we are. We're not really sure where we're going. We're afraid to talk about it. But, but if we don't talk about it, we don't know what's happening. That also leads to a lot of ghosting. Um, you know, 
quick sidebar, I do have a list of my qualms with online dating. That could be a topic for another day. It's quite a few of them, but it's just that whole thing with instant gratification is, it's dangerous, especially for people like us who actually are looking for love and relationships and not just to be in a relationship, but a healthy, fulfilling relationship, something that's going somewhere, something that has a destination. That's real. You know, uh, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelsey. I just wanted to say that ghosting is an epidemic and it needs to be eradicated. Um, <laughs> like, can we normalize, like, saying what the fuck you actually think? Like, saying what the fuck you actually feel? Like, let's normalize that. Like, you Instead ain't got to try to people. spare people's, right? You ain't got to try to spare people's feelings and stuff. Just, just state your, make your intentions known. Mm -hmm. uh, like, let your, make your thoughts known. Let, make your feelings known. Like, and people either gonna, gonna take it or leave it. Like, right. Yeah, but they can never say that you weren't being upfront about it because exactly because honestly, if you can't be upfront with this person, you are literally selling selling you're you're creating a shaky foundation to build the house of your relationship that's going to crumble off the littlest shake or anything else like that. Go ahead, Mr. Smith. You guys are reading me for filth right now, and I am taking it because you know that some of the common mistakes that you guys are bringing up where like the intention is there but if you don't come in with the confidence or the expectation correctly you're going to make your foundation shaky that was me and you know i I've, i'm learning from that i'm understanding and looking back and saying what did i do wrong how can i apply this to the next phase of life as far as relationships and flirting and dating and what can i learn from this in order to make sure that those mistakes are not made again whereas you know not ghosting or making sure that I put my intentions out front. So rather than me, you know, it also kind of, it also helps, you know, that technology is in a way where everything is accessible to where you can learn from the mistakes of others and try to apply it into your own life. So like growing up, we had what? Music videos and other stuff that kind of gave us a false perception of what we wanted in life. And I've, definitely fell victim to that. I can't tell you, in growing up in the 2000s, I always thought to myself, oh, I want a video vixen that's light-skinned with blue eyes and wears these kind of heels and has straight black hair. Like, and not to say that that's nice. I mean, like, that's cool, but that's not the only shade of woman. And I got to understand, you know, I had to come into terms of like, there are other different shades and other different body styles and you love them all. Sure, this is what's portrayed because of technology, but you also can learn from other things of sometimes the women are not the ones that you want. Sometimes you want someone that just be like, yo, let's just, let me just come over and play video games with you until, you know, we fall asleep or, Hey, let's just take a drive. Sometimes some girls are going to be like, I want to go to Beverly Hills and Rodeo drive. And I'm like, bitch, I ain't got that kind of money, but that's another reason. That's, that's another story for another day. Um, but no, just wrapping up, like I, I am learning from all of you and how you guys are, you know, describing exactly the situationships and, and the journey of going from flirting to courting to, you know, hopefully a relationship and hopefully marriage, if that is something that you want to do, listeners, choose whatever it is you want to do with your life. But I am learning for y'all and I appreciate y'all being honest. So what I wanted to say to, it just gave me two different things. So one is that that's some, the important thing that he just said was reflective. Because I think 
So let's just take it back. It's fine. Like I'm not, the my times in the in the cycle of flirting and dating and flirting and dating and talking and the pre the, the pre brother X times the pre brother X those were fun times you know they they were fun they were fun. some of them were fun not all of them but some of them were we, fun not too fun right some of them were le- lessons I, I need learned you to say not too fun for some of them prepared me for mm-hmm. this man yes yes I need you to say that it wasn't that funny so I don't I feel better about myself now listen I'm kidding I'm kidding I don't so, need that validation. So I said it to say, like, if that is where you are, so like, say you are, some people are in their 20s and they know, like the early 20s, like 20, and they know I want this, 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 and they move forward in a relationship. But if that's not what, if that's not what you want, stay in that. But at the same time, as you progress in whatever you decide, start early to try to figure out my suggestion mm. and I, things that I wished. I mean, not as early. You don't have to do it super early, you know, have your fun. But like, start to figure out what do you actually want? Like I had, I've always known what I wanted. I've, one of my very first boyfriends told me that I was way too, like he was, he was like, you're always thinking about the next step. And he told me that, uh, I told him when we broke up, I said, you're thinking four years in the past and I'm thinking four years in the future. How is it you're four years older than me? And I'm thinking about graduating and I just got here. Like that's a, that was an issue. Now, granted, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to marry this person. But at the same time, I knew what I wanted. So it's also important for us to figure out what, like our values and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, And yeah, like my role models were my parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought I lived in a bubble when they were, I thought they were beautiful, perfect relationship. (laughs) And I learned stuff. Yeah. And I I think it goes back to, to bring this home so we can go ahead and start wrapping this up is it's just something that's expressing that my father i've said on the podcast my father said all the time to me as i grew up it's like in order to be happy with someone else you have to be happy with yourself by yourself before you can bring someone else into the equation because if you don't have all your stuff together then how you expect to be able to unpack the other person's baggage, the other person's needs and wants. How do you figure out their love languages oh, when you can't so even figure out how you feel love? And that shit is work. Like me and the culture scientists will be together for five years in December. Uh, and it literally, there's not a day go by. There isn't work that we got to put into this. I love him though. I love her too. She's my favorite person. I call her my favorite headache. Cause Lord, there's some times where like, whoo, Jesus, I love her so much. Love her so much. But um, let me get these last two and then we'll go ahead and close out. Um, we'll go Queen C, then Kelsey. First off, you said a word when you said figure out your love language. But I want to take that a step further. Don't just figure out your love language. Figure out what type of dater you are. Are you anxious? Are you avoidant? Do you not want to you know, deal with conflict? Are you anxious where... You're scared the person's gonna leave if you don't do exactly what it is they want. Are you disorganized and you know the least little thing will frazzle you? What type of dater are you? Not just how do you love, how do you think about love? That's all important. Agreed. Uh, Kelsey, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to pick it back off of the um, like 
figure out yourself first because like I spent like way too much time in my twenties that I wish I could take back just being like, Oh my God, why can't I find a man? Like why ain't this, this and that, why this ain't working out for me. But one thing that being single going through a quarantine has taught me is that now I feel like my standards are so impossibly high for like <laughs> someone that I want to date that it's like kind of crazy. Like I just feel like the, the slightest thing will bother me. So it's like your your taste can change over time, um, but you need to like figure yourself out first and get yourself to a point where where you're ready to like put yourself out there. Like I know right now I'm not ready to be tied down, even though I thought I was. No, now I just want to be a thought. I'm not ready to be tied down, but that's just <laughs> just what life is. You got to figure yourself out first. Go ahead, you. I mean, so, coach scientist. It's okay. The, so the last things that I want to say was um, like what he stated about like truly knowing yourself and what C, what Queen C said about figuring out not only your love language, but knowing the type of data you are. And that changes. It truly changes. And I think I learned, unfortunately, I learned, I've through our relationship, I had to learn how to navigate the type of dater I am. Like I thought I was one type of dater. And then I realized that all of those past, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like they all drained me of that particular type of dating style for me. And now it's a different type. I have a different set of values. I have a different set of things. And unfortunately it's not always fair to brother X, but that's just, that's now who I am. Like that part is no longer. And it's important to recognize those things about you so that you can communicate with your partner. Cause there's some times when we really don't communicate very well. And there's times when we communicate really well. And it's all about how you know who you are. And then what I, you know, I think with this transparent moment we can leave with is this outline that we provided, you know, always like to bring it back to self-care and self-love. So know who you are. Do this spectrum with yourself, okay? Cause mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you, you can talk to yourself. You can flirt with yourself, mm-hmm. okay? I be. I mean, they're like, oh, I'm cute today. You can flirt with yourself. You know, you can do all this nice stuff for yourself. And a bonus transparent moment. One thing that just came to my mind that I really wanted to say, so because I, I wanted to leave it with the listeners, in addition to love language and understanding what type of day you are, in relationships, if you ever get to that phase, understand your apology language. Understand how you how do you find how do you find resolution? How do you feel? Like the harm that's caused is resolved. So if you don't know what the poly language is, I don't I don't know if that's a correct term, but please, please, please do yourself a service. Even if you're not in a relationship, look up apology languages. Man, yes. Cause because it would say it because not everybody feels an apology or feels resolution the same way. But let's go ahead and close this out. Um man, we we've talked about a lot in today's episode, man. We we don't hit the whole spectrum of funny, serious, real, unreal, all of all the things. And I first want to say thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to Jordan, Queen C, Kelsey, and of course, Mr. Smith, the Waffle House Bandit. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you guys because I know you we've been rocking at this for almost almost not even half a year. It'll be a year in October. It'll be a year in October. So I think we might be around a half a year mark. So this has been such a joy like this taps into so much of for me 
a side that I don't get to express when I'm the teacher, when I'm just a black man. I'm able to kick it with my folks and just kind of just talk. And what I want to say is that you can check us out on all of our social media, whether it's the TNT pod one, two, three on Twitter or the truth and transparency pod on Instagram, the truth and transparency podcast on Facebook. And if you ever interested in being on the show, have topic ideas, want to give us feedback, things you want us to let us know, you can email us at truthandtransparencypod123 at gmail.com. And for my guests, oh, shout out. Oh, we have a sponsor? Oh, since when? Taz. Oh, oh, oh Miss uh, uh, go ahead. Task Creates. Oh, thank you, Task Creates, for shouting us out as a sponsor. Oh, yes. And if you are willing to sponsor us, which is always important because um because <laughs> we need money, because we 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 not pay. We, we need money. We got bills. Um we 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 call it, we we're former college students, so we need money. But in all seriousness, if for our guests, for the culture scientists, for me, if this podcast gets no bigger than what it is right now, we are forever forever grateful. And we just want to say thank you guys. Um, and we're going to leave you with the clip that started off our main topic. So after that, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm bringing it up. What is the difference between talking and dating? According to Urban Dictionary, talking is when two people like each other a lot and have established that they like each other, but they aren't technically boyfriend and girlfriend. While dating is where two people are attracted to each other, spend time together to see if they can also stand to be around each other most of the time. If this is successful, they develop a relationship. So according to Urban Dictionary, they're the same thing? Theoretically, yes. So when is it okay to say that we're dating slash talking to someone? Well, in my opinion, if you're going on dates with someone and you're having sex with them regularly for a prolonged amount of time, it's a safe bet to say you're talking to them slash dating them. Okay, so we're dating. No, we're getting fucked. Sweetie, when was the last time we were on a date? And getting Dunkin' Donuts the morning after a hookup does not count. It doesn't?